Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Hey everyone, Matt Straub here, welcoming you to the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is Monday, December 9th, week 8 of the NBA season. This is your serviceable slash intriguing waiver wire pickups episode. Steve, we got a lot of names to hit here, 15 to 20 or so, so let's just rattle through these real quick. I'm going to start with Kevin Herter, 34% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. Uh, on Sunday, as we record this Sunday evening, he's getting ready to play his second game back from a shoulder injury. Was expected to be limited to only t- about 20 minutes in that game. And Herter was a little slow to ramp things up earlier this season when he came back from injury. And I think that's really the only reason he might be sitting on people's waiver wires right now. Would you agree with that? Uh, you know, I'm not feeling the Herter as much Whoa. as you are. Uh-huh. Whoa. Whoa. There are other guys that I would rather pick up. Whoa. Just, that's it. I mean, I just feel like um, there's too many guys that do what he does on the Hawks, I I feel like. I just don't know that there's enough room for him to do what he did last year. I think think he's going to struggle to score points. And really, if he's not scoring points, he's not going to be doing much of anything else either. So Well... Well, I'm just saying, in his in his last four games before the shoulder injury, he was really coming on. He had nearly 14 points per game and 2.8 threes per game, was shooting 53% from the field. He was looking really good right before this recent injury, and that's why I remain optimistic on him. And, I mean, sure, Cam Reddish is coming on, and we're going to talk about him a little later, and DeAndre Hunter is there, and John Collins is coming back. But they, the Hawks still need Kevin Herter to be Kevin Herter. You're probably right. I am probably wrong. But I, so far, I just haven't been very impressed by anything I've seen from him this year and I'm not I'm just not convinced he's gonna he's gonna get it going okay well you have two different opinions there everyone on Kevin Herter uh we're, we're descending in order of mostly in order of percentage rostered although we're kind of jumping around a little bit uh another guy I want to talk about who we have talked about already before is Tim Hardaway Jr. His last he's 33% rostered in Yahoo leagues his last seven games Steve his point totals have gone like this 31 8 26 8 12 7 14 and that is prior to their game on sunday so that seven game run is a massive headache that has produced some value are you at all interested in hardaway jr with well dallas only has a a two-game week so let's kind of say uh do you like him as a pickup in general what are your thoughts here you know what i own tim hardaway jr in a couple leagues but I probably won't own him next week. As you say, they play two games. That's no bueno. Yes, not but, bueno. Uh, and it also, his inconsistency is, I believe you used the word maddening, possibly. Um, if I didn't, it, I should have. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's difficult. It's a rough, rough ride. He's sort of like, um, sort of like your 401k. You know, you invest oh. your money in there. You don't really want to look at how it's performing every day. You want to kind of take a look at the end of the week or the end of the wow. year or, you know, seven years down the line. You don't want to study it 
uh, on a day by day basis, or you're not going to be happy. That's sort of where we're at with Tim Hardaway. I like that. I like that uh, way of describing a fantasy option, a 401k option. (laughs) We have to use that more going forward. Uh, All right. So Ish Smith is 26% rostered, playing well with Isaiah Thomas, sidelining with calf injury, 17 points, eight assists, 2.03s in his last two games. And Steve, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I I do feel comfortable saying you are a known Ish Smith guy. Would you agree with that? You know, I never thought of myself as an Ish Smith guy. I think I might have been at one time, and, okay. and then I I really have not been an Ish Smith guy lately okay. because he's just – hey, I'm not sure he's very good. <laughs> I mean, I'm just not sure he's he's that good at basketball. But – You're just putting that out there. Just, just, just a thought. I, I, I he mean, might not it, be good at basketball. Clearly, he's better than I am. And better than you know, ninety eight percent of the people in the world, he's he's better than. But uh, you know, I I do think that with Isaiah Thomas being hurt, it it warrants giving Ish Smith a look. Or now, and I'm going to say uh, the Wizards two games do do have two games, yeah. but the first of those two games is Tuesday, so you might you might just consider uh, a one game uh, cameo for Ish Smith on your roster if you're looking to to stream because they don't play again until Saturday after that. Yeah, but then after that Saturday, they go 4-3-4-4. So that's really good. Um, and I, I mean, I'm worried about I – like, I, I'm not worried about Isaiah Thomas producing when he's healthy, but I am worried about him staying healthy. I mean, is there a bigger shutdown candidate in the league than Isaiah Thomas? I mean, I feel like he's playing on borrowed time. You know, his hip is made of Pringles. <laughs> I mean, I am very worried about Isaiah Thomas. So – once he is done, and you know the Wizards are not going anywhere, so once Isaiah Thomas is done, Ish Smith should produce the rest of the way. I think now is probably a good time to pick pick him up. I was gonna, honestly like I don't I didn't know what you were going to say after his hip is made of, but Pringles would not have been in my first one hundred guesses of what you would <laughs> what you were going to say next. <laughs> well, usually I go with Doritos, but uh, I decided to change it up. I like it. However, I've, if I'm if I'm looking to pick a, a point guard, another name I'm looking at is Alfred Payton, Steve. Uh, 12% rostered in Yahoo Leagues, back from injury, had 9 points, 7 assists, 3 steals, and a block with a 3-pointer in just 17 minutes for the Knicks on Saturday. He was in at crunch time of that game. Now, the Knicks, obviously, uh, Fizdale is out in New York, kind of an ongoing point guard competition there, a three-headed sort of just mess of a point guard competition. <laughs> but, I mean, crazier things that hap- have happened than, you know, Alfred Payton kind of taking control of that. And one good game for one in one game for the new coach is a, is a good start. Yes. Um, Did that last sentence make sense? <laughs> it does. I, I'm a just – the whole Knicks – the whole Knicks thing just makes me nervous. The, yeah, sure. It, at least Fisdale's not there anymore. But, the, you know, at the beginning of the season, we were like, okay, they've got – uh, Neil Akina, they've got Dennis Smith Jr., they've got Alfred. Like, how is that going to work? Who's going to be the point guard? And then for most of the year, those guys have not all been around to play together, so we haven't really had to worry about it. And they still stink. Like, Neil Akina never took the ball and really ran with it when he had the chance. Dennis Smith has had a couple decent games but hasn't done anything. So now maybe Alfred Payton is going to step up and go off. But I... I don't know, man. I'm, I'm not. I'm not fired up about Alfred Payton. I'm somewhere south of fired up, but I am. I'm <laughs> a bit intrigued, and they do play four games this upcoming week. If you need some assists and steals, I think he's worth taking a flyer on because a lot of the guys we're going to talk about here are points and threes guys, and you know uh, those grow on trees. So let's well, talk Ryan, about it. Ryan put out a 
uh, column, I think, about how hard it is to find assists on your yeah. on your waiver wire. And right, you know, Alfred Payton for four games next week, pretty decent option. And Alfred Payton is a guy who, yes, there like are there flaws in his fantasy game, yes, but he is a guy who can get you seven to eight assists a game. I mean, that that is something he's capable of. So there are not many of those sitting on your waiver wire. All right, guys, wanted to take a second to talk to you about the Roto World Football Podcast. Roto World, as you know, is one of the biggest NFL news sites on the web. And the Roto World Football Podcast gives the Roto World writers a platform to let loose, take a top-down look at the league's rosters and weekly matchups. And, you know, so much NFL analysis comes from former coaches or former players. Roto World Football has neither. Just a group that watches way too much football from their desks and obsesses over every detail. And I'm just going to say, if you miss a game on Sunday or missed any of the action on Sunday, it's hard to watch it all. Their Monday podcast is a great way to catch up. I've listened to this one a number of times myself. They review every single game and moment from the NFL weekend by the writers who sat down to cover that game. And the rest of the week focuses on game previews, the news, changing the NFL landscape, and setting your perfect lineup for the fantasy playoffs, if you're lucky enough to still be playing. New episodes drop Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you're listening right now. Check out the Road to World Football Podcast. Let's talk about Duncan Robinson, Steve. He's 27% rostered, played 42 minutes for the Heat on Friday, only had six points in that game. Even so, his last six games, he's at 13 points with three and a half threes. That was prior to Sunday. I'm not that into picking up Robinson because, as I said, there's a bevy of points and threes guys out there. But 42 minutes and clearly has an opportunity at the moment. Miami goes, well, three times. I think I'd be more excited if they played four this upcoming week. Yeah, they go 3-3-3 over the next three weeks. So, I mean, Duncan Robinson is not a guy I have picked up anywhere this season, but he's a guy that I've had on my radar all year. Like, right. I'm like, man, is do I do I need to go get him now? And it just never seems like the right time. And now with the schedule coming up with uh, three threes in a row, not running out to pick him up now either. But I mean, he he fits he fits the theme of this podcast because he is serviceable and intriguing. I mean, if there were, yeah. I agree. Agreed. I'm just going to move on. Okay. Uh, speaking of points and threes, guys, uh, Ben McLemore has gotten just obscenely hot for the Rockets. 22.5 points, 4.5 boards, 5.5 threes per game in his last four games. He's just 18% rostered. I mean, we're looking at a true lightning in a bottle situation, as he may be completely irrelevant a week from now, but he's worth a shot, I think, in a four-game week coming up. Well, Daniel House has been banged up. Eric Gordon's out. And... Ben McLemore has really stepped up his game. And I think he got hurt uh, like a week ago maybe. He got poked in the eye, and I was worried about him coming into this week. And he just keeps chugging along, not missing games. He's one of those guys where I feel like I want to pick him up and ride him. They play four games next week, and as soon as he cools off and starts to slow down, then I just move on and and move on to the next uh, hot topic. Absolutely. Well, this is not the next hot topic, but Steve, this is the serviceable and intriguing waiver wire pickups. And if you want serviceable, I'm about to fire it at you full force. The name is Garrett Temple. (laughs) His 21% roster has started 13 consecutive games for the Nets, obviously playing more with Karis LeVert out. 12 points, 3.5 boards, 2.8 assists, 0.7 steals, 0.7 blocks, 2.6 threes, had 10 points in the first half of their game on Sunday. I mean, Something about Garrett Temple as a fantasy option just inherently bores me, but 
he's playing well. I mean, I, I there's no other way to put it. It's so boring though. I get like I hear <laughs> I his name and I'm like, N- I don't even. You tune out. You just glaze ugh. over, right? Yeah, and I, I, I mean, I don't even have a good visual in my head of what he looks like, but I just <laughs> envision this like really old man sitting on a couch. <laughs> um, Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, he is 33. But he's he's playing really really well. He is. Um, he does deserve a look in almost every league out there. They do go three three two yeah. three for the next four weeks. So Garrett Temple Garrett Temple doesn't really fit the uh, the games played model, right? But uh, if you're in a deep league and he's sitting out there as long as Karis Levert's out, which is going to be a while longer, I, I think he's worth it. All right. The Cavs lost by 47 points on Saturday. Jetty Osman did very little in that game. 23% roster in Yahoo Leagues. But he's still put up 12.5 points, 2.2 boards, 1.3 steals, 0.5 blocks, and 1.73s his last six games. That includes just basically a useless stat line from that blowout. So he's playing well for the Cavs. Uh, they go four times this upcoming week. What's your excitement level, 1 to 10, on picking up Osman? You know, it was pretty high until I had him in my FanDuel lineup on, on Saturday Ooh. when he had, like, nothing, as you mentioned, that game. Um, that one got out of hand, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but he was he was playing pretty well before that. And he was. And his price is right, and maybe this is the start of a downslide, downturn for Osman, but... You know, four games next week. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick. I'm, I'll let him play for my team for another week. I'm not gonna talk about a handful of upside rookie stashes because I feel like we talk about these guys just about every week, and I continue to feel about the same way about them. And and they're still out there in a lot of leagues. So DeAndre Hunter, 25% rostered. Darius Garland, 21% rostered. And Jarrett Culver, 20% rostered. All of these guys have some flaws in their fantasy games right now, but. Given how much they're playing earlier in the season, we can project ahead and, and see really good things for, for some of these guys later in the year. So I don't really have uh, a lot more to say about them than, you know, I think they're worth a pickup if you have room on your bench or, uh, you know, you can occasionally put them into your lineup here and there. Yeah, to me, all three of those guys should be owned. Um, just DeAndre Hunter really, I didn't realize how valuable he was to my team until he missed, <laughs> missed those games. Yeah. Last week, uh, that hurt. Uh, Cam, I think, is is, is going to run the point for the Wolves the rest of the way. Um, Culver, you mean? I mean Culver, Jarrett Culver, I'm sorry. And then uh, Garland is going to play a lot of minutes for a really bad team. So And Garland got to play all of garbage time of that awful game on Saturday. Ended up you know, shooting 20 times, scoring 17 points. Just shot just 7 for 20, but... I mean, those stats still count. If they're going to leave him in to develop during garbage time, that's uh, that's actually good for your fantasy squad. <laughs> yeah, he just doesn't shoot it very well. I mean, he's going to hurt. He's going to hurt you. No, um, he has he has actually been shooting better lately for the most part. However, okay, I st- I'm still I'm still high on Garland. I I understand why. I understand the case against him, but I I think that uh, he could be a breakout guy too. Uh, a couple more rookies I want to talk about. We will talk about Cam Reddish in a second, but I want to talk about Jackson Hayes first. He had a five block game recently. His last five games. 11.5 points, 6.5 rebounds, 0.8 steals, nearly 1.5 blocks per game. I mean, New Orleans is really bad. It's easy to see him getting a lot of chances as the season goes on, Steve. Yep. Uh, that ship is sinking in New Orleans. <laughs> I think I, I – dude, I always say this stuff that I think I did, and then you're like, uh, I don't think you did that. But I feel like <laughs> I predicted somewhere that Zion was not going to play. 
uh, this year. Uh, you did say, I think you said last week at some point, I still okay. don't know if he's going to play. Yeah, I mean, I, I somewhere I came out and said, I, I'm going, oh, it was on my uh, my live video chat thing I do after after we do the podcast, and I actually just came out and said, I'm going to predict it right here. Zion is not going to play this year. So that being, the, that being said, which he may or may not play, we don't know, but they're, they're horrible. I mean, Dallas beat them by like 55 on Saturday. They're so bad. So first of all, I love the way Jackson spells his name, J-A-X-S-O-N. That's just money. Sure. And I like the fact that he is a shot-blocking phenom. I mean, I think he's, he's going to end up being one of the best players in his draft class. So it's time to pick him up. He should be owned everywhere. He is available, available in 79% of Yahoo leagues. Let's talk Cam Reddish, as promised. 12% rostered, a mere 12%, coming off a breakout 25-point game last week. We're taping this before the Hawks play on Sunday. Reddish looked really good in that game for the first time, or one of the first times, looked super confident. He had some nice takes the basket, hit four three-pointers. Just an overall really good game. And I don't think, I, I am not naive enough to think that, oh, Reddish is here to stay and he's not going to struggle again. But that game is definitely a warning sign, I think, for, for another guy who, when we get to you know February, March, April, could be putting up some really nice fantasy numbers. Yes, especially for a Hawks team that, you know, Trey scores 39 and they lose. That's who they are. Um, they're going to lose. That's who they are with John Collins out. Let's, let's they're going to lose be fair. a lot of games, even when Collins is back. They are, but not quite so many. They are going to be a lottery team, most likely. And the kids need to play. So, Yes, the kids are going to play. The kids are going to be all right. Uh, I think that Cam Reddish, I mean, that that game, that last game he had was very fluky. But like you said, I think the fact that it gave him confidence is, is going to help him the rest of the way. So I'm not racing out to pick Cam Reddish up right now. The Hawks do play four times next week. If I'm in a deep league and I'm looking for games played, he's he's a guy I would consider taking a flyer on. I also think if you're in a deep league and you're trying to decide whether to pick up just a boring guy Garrett or Temple. pick up, you know, take a, yeah, or take a swing for the fences, like I'm picking up Reddish 10 times out of Would 10. Would you pick up Garrett Temple, Cam Reddish, uh-huh. or it just slipped my mind. Who was the other boring guy we talked about? Uh, oh, Ben McLemore. Well, I don't think I think McLemore is kind of exciting just because his current opportunity is to sit on the wing in Houston and shoot a whole lot of yeah. threes. So I don't I I think he's more exciting definitely than Temple. I think I would I would pick up Reddish out of those three only because well, it really depends on the situation. If you're streaming that spot and you're just gonna drop him anyways, I'd probably pick up Macklemore. If you're looking for a season long pickup or, or a sta- season long stash, I'm I'm going with Reddish. So what you're telling me is this Ben Macklemore is a different animal than the one we saw in Sacramento. <sighs> I mean He's got a good jump shot now, and and he's on the right team to to stand over there and, and shoot on the wing. I mean, know? that's what D'Antoni teams do, so it, he, it, it is a good fit. Let's take a moment to just back to point guards quickly. Uh, Chris Dunn, 19% roster, is playing decently for the Bulls if you need a low-end starter. And I do mean low-end, and I, I list him this low because his numbers are pretty boring. And I'm just going to move on, Steve, unless you have something to say about Chris Keep Dunn. Keep moving. Go. Uh, also 19% rostered, Jakob Pertl. Now, we're not going to just blow past this one because <laughs> th- though the Spurs have one more two-game week coming up this coming week, if you're in need of blocks, I think you might need to put schedule aside and pick up Pertl. His last five games, Steve, 
7.4 points, 7.4 rebounds. Wait for the good part. 0.8 steals, 3.4 blocks per game over his last five. He has, I think, a couple of five-block games. He's got a four-block game in there. I mean, a three-block game. Should I keep going? A one-block <laughs> game? Okay. That's hard, though, man. Two games next week. Then they go 3-3-3. Three, three, three. He plays for a guy named Greg Popovich, who some people he does. think is coaching that team into the ground this year. The Spurs are don't appear to be going anywhere. I rarely trust what Greg Popovich is going to do, even with guys like LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan. However, like you said... Pirtle is going off, and blocks are not the easiest thing to find right. on your waiver wire. So I, I guess I can get on board with Jakob Pirtle, but I'm not. I don't own him anywhere. I have not picked him up anywhere. Yeah, but I I feel it. Like if I'm in a if I'm in a battle and I I know I'm going to be have a close game with blocks this week, he's on my team. I mean, other than assists, assists and blocks are probably the two hardest categories to just go out and find so and and i was wrong it's a four block game a four block game a five block game and a three block game his last five it's still a lot of blocks it's tremendous damian jones the hawks play four games as we said he's 14 percent rostered he had 16 points and eight rebounds followed by 20 points and eight rebounds in back-to-back games that was prior to their game against the hornets on sunday i'm not uh gung-ho about adding jones but but I suppose you could do worse with a four-game week coming up and need a big man. Yeah, I mean, serviceable big man with four games. That is Damian yes. Jones. And the problem is I feel like if I went, if I actually went and picked him up and put him in my lineup, then Alex Lynn would turn into <laughs> Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and it would ruin my, my whole week. So I, it just makes me a little nervous. But, I mean, the Hawks have no reason not to play Damian Jones. They have no reason not to go young. Maybe he keeps it going. Four games, he's probably worth the shot. All right, the last name I've got here, Steve, and we're getting back to the Spurs for a second. I, I want to talk a second about Lonnie Walker. He was spectacular. Had 28 points and a comeback win over the Rockets last week. Then, of course, got just 12 <laughs> minutes their next game. And I was watching that game when Walker was in. I think he like got a, got a big rebound, came down, hit a jumper on the other end. and pop. I mean, it's possible I misinterpreted <laughs> what was going on, but Popovich was fuming. Popovich was fuming, and and Walker came out of the game right after that. I don't know what what was going on. I don't know if he was actually mad at Walker. He was going to pull him out anyways, but the dude hit a jumper, got yanked <laughs> out of the game. Uh, I was just like, whatever. I, I don't know, but I think the bottom line is you know, his path to minutes is still pretty murky, but, man, that breakout game, he, he showed us something there, so at least keep him on your watch list slash radar, just 3% rostered. Okay, I, I'm curious as to how you ended up tuned into a Spurs game. Oh, I think I was watching. Uh, I was on Lonnie Walker watch. So you were you were scouting Lonnie Walker, yeah. And you oh, caught what night was that? You caught one of his twelve minutes, and him hitting a jumper and then getting yanked out of the game and never never yeah. to be seen again. Again, it could have been a coincidence, but I I did have the distinct feeling of like, oh, he did something wrong there on that sequence. Popovich was not happy with him. <laughs> Popovich could have been mad at anyone there. It's possible it wasn't Lonnie Walker, but it definitely looked like dude dude got a big rebound, hit a jump shot, got yanked right out of the game. I was like, eh, this isn't good. <laughs> That's Anyways. so funny, man. And I mean, who's who's more mad at who? Do you think? Do you think Lonnie Walker's more mad at Pop, or you think Pop's more mad at Lonnie Walker? I don't really know i mean he had one big game total fluke 
And and I guess like you, I, I need I need to watch the Spurs occasionally to check on our boy Lonnie, see how he's doing. Total fluke, except I mean, except that he was the catalyst in a huge comeback win uh, over the Rockets. Dude, he outscored the entire Rockets team in the fourth quarter. He looked great. I mean, the guy looked electric, you know. And and you heard the Spurs commentators be like, "We've we've been campaigning for Lonnie Walker to get minutes all year," and it's like, "Oh, okay, so uh, all right, Pop, maybe just like." Maybe let him play. Is Pop on the verge of shutting it down? Do you think is he is he getting ready? Is I don't know. I don't think so. Away? And I, I kind of like Pop, you know, generally speaking. But I, I I do feel like at some point, right? You gotta like loosen the reins a little bit, especially your team's not great this year. Maybe play your first round pick from last year. Just a thought. <laughs> okay, that's it. Quickly, if you guys were thinking about, were thinking about dropping, uh, Danny Green, fifty one percent rostered, has totaled twenty one points in his last four games. That was. They play Sunday. Yeah, he's in my FanDuel lineup on Sunday. Okay, that was prior to Sunday. Dwight Howard, another Laker, 45% rostered, has only played more than 20 minutes one one time in the last five games. Again, that was heading into Sunday. Josh Hart is an interesting case, 42% rostered. And there's a chance I'll regret this, uh, but his minutes have been really shaky lately. I think I'm moving on, Steve, if I'm in in a league where there are good free agents on the wire. What do you think about Hart? You know, I thought he was a must-own player. I did, too. Uh, before he got hurt. Before he got hurt, I thought he was must-own. Now I'm not so sure. I, I still feel like he's... I still feel like we should be holding on to him. I we mean, probably New Orleans should. Does, they, they go 4-3-4 four, four the next three weeks, and I think Hart's worth keeping around until... You know, give him that three-week trial period, and if you're sick of him uh, after that's over, cut him. But... Yeah. And, and back to the Lakers and Danny Green, I mean, I know a lot of people own Anthony Davis and LeBron James out there. That Lakers schedule is brutal, man. They go three, 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 four, three, three. So <laughs> I just like, heard a lot of threes. Like all the way to the All Star break, pretty much. You're looking at three game weeks from all those uh, Lakers. Ouch. Uh, last thing, John Morant sounds like he's getting close to return from his back spasms. Mm. So I think it's okay to drop Tyus Jones or and or DeAnthony Melton if you picked them up and there are good free agents out there. Agreed? Yeah, I slept on DeAnthony Melton. I wish I would have wrote him this week. Uh, and like you said, Ja is like a 20-year-old kid with no injury history. I, I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> Hopefully he's ready to come back and play. Yeah. yeah, I am not a fan of load management. And on that note, uh, that about does it for this edition uh, don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen. Take a moment to rate and review us as well. We would appreciate that. We're back on Wednesday with the Whip Around episode. We'll hit a bunch of topics there. That's it for us. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Steve, thank you for taking the time. We will talk to you soon. Good luck in your fantasy playoffs football. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Good luck in your fantasy football playoffs. I like the first version. <laughs> <laughs>
also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.